greetings. This is Atma Buddha. Welcome to today's episode. Today's March 19th, 2022. The title of today's episode is Episode 70, The Best Method to Enlightenment. Before we get into the topic of today's podcast, let me just mention something real briefly. I know back in episode 68, we were talking about how the ethics of eating animals versus eating plants shouldn't really come into the equation. But I just wanted to clarify that statement because I do realize that a leading cause of chopping down the rainforest in Brazil, in South America, is actually to create pasture land, apparently. And so by being a meat eater, you are having a larger environmental uh, impact than if you are a vegetarian. So there's definitely arguments to be a vegetarian from that perspective. But let's go ahead and preface today's talk with a comment I want to make about science because the arrogance of science is to assume that consciousness is biological and actually consciousness is beyond biology and physicality. All of biology is like the tip of the iceberg. Biology in a sense is like puppetry animated by the spirits within. It's not the biochemical process that creates the reaction, but consciousness itself that initiates the biochemical reaction that creates the measurable results. And this is why it is important to go deeper. And even words themselves fall away from experience like a shell falls from a nut. Every moment is extraordinary, not ordinary. And there is no external authority when it comes to absolute truth. It can only be experienced personally. No outside person, whether he or she be a guru or a master, is more of an authority than what you can experience directly. And anyone who says otherwise is not to be trusted. With that in mind, what is the best method to experience enlightenment? Well, I am convinced it is about adopting the most unlimited ultimate philosophy possible and meditating on that by quieting the mind and focusing it on receiving inspiration from above. And when the time is right, it will happen. Ego, in my opinion, is limited mind. Getting to the next level is about removing those limitations. So it isn't about believing, but receiving. How it happened for me was just about silencing the mind. And it finally happened. After it happened is when I started getting inspirations and started writing them down. And that has been the purpose of the content I write and the podcasts I record. The intent is to create the easiest and widest path possible for illumination. And I use that word create loosely because these teachings, or at least the essence of these teachings, are not new. They are very old. They can be traced back to texts in ancient Sanskrit and the origins of Buddhism and and the origins of even the concept of a yogi and beyond that. So we're talking thousands of years ago. 
So wanting to create this widest path that has its roots in ancient teachings is about unraveling the puzzle in how to find the magic words that can help unlock the potential that exists in everyone while retaining their full individuality and becoming the best versions of themselves. Now, the correct way to be is the truest version of yourself, and only you can determine and experience that. Nobody else can do this for you. This is the essence of individualism, and the only way this concept can be corrupted is by not knowing yourself. A question that was asked to me was, do you put the individual above the collective? And my quick answer to that is, yes, of course. The best collective is the one that protects the weak and the oppressed. There is no smaller or more vulnerable group than the individual. Groups themselves don't need protection. And you can see many examples of how the sovereignty of the individual is oppressed just because a group or institution puts itself first. In the United States, for example, just look at the three-letter agencies, whether it be the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, or what have you. One thing is true about all of these agencies is that they put themselves first. First and foremost, they want to protect their own funding. They want to protect their own directives. They want to expand their own powers. And all of that can come at a cost a price to the individuals. A collective cannot have a direct relationship with the absolute. God is one. God is not a collective. It is a deeply personal relationship that can only be experienced by each individual, not a group. The only way you can have problems by exalting the individual is if you misunderstand what it means to be an individual. And let me just take this moment right now to just give you a brief definition of, of what enlightenment is, what an individual is, because without having a firm concept of these important words, in my opinion, it's much more difficult to make progress. So firstly, what is enlightenment? Now, how I define enlightenment is not omnipresence. It's not, oh, I'm suddenly God. No, that's not what it's about. What it's about, in my opinion, is about crossing the threshold of illumination, whereby once you do, you are in a perpetual state of uninterruptible bliss. In other words, any situation, environment, or circumstance does not have the power to unsettle you or trigger you or make you angry or provoke any kind of imbalance within you to have that internal strength so that you are shining like a star or sun everywhere you go and nothing can quench that fire that burns within you. And in my opinion, at least from my perspective, and I know that this is debatable because I know in Buddhism and some 
aspects of non-duality, they regard that being in a blissful state is not something that can be permanent. Well, from my personal experience for the last two years, yes, it is permanent. You can be in a mental state of bliss every second of every day for years. Now, I know it's been two years and some people might say, well, just you wait. It's only been two years. Let's see how you are next year or the year after. I'm not, okay, well, I'm, I have an open mind, but I can tell you right now that from everything that I know and have experienced in this, these two years, all fingers have pointed to it being a permanent state and it's only been deepening and the bliss has been more intense and I've only had a deeper understanding of life so nothing has created a blockage of experiencing bliss. In fact, I would even go further philosophically, the Sahaswara, otherwise known as the crown chakra. I mean, once that opens up, you don't want it to close. <laughs> Believe me, it's amazing. And it's through that that you get discernment it's, and equanimity. Love alone isn't going to give you discernment or equanimity. Yes, you can experience empathy. Yes, you can, love is wonderful and I love love. Love is very important. In fact, it's one of the two primordial forces of the universe. It's an emanation of truth. Okay, so that's what enlightenment is. So what is the individual? Well, an individual doesn't mean that you are separate. It doesn't mean that you're separate from the universe. No, there's always a part of you that remains interconnected. Just like in nature, you can see a tree. It could be an individual tree, but it's still connected to the ecosystem. Okay, it still gets its nourishment from the same soil as other trees. It still breathes in the carbon dioxide and excels the oxygen for us humans to breathe. So it's a lot more complex to say, oh, well, that then saying, oh, an individual means, oh, you are just coming from the ego. It's like, no, being an individual and coming and being egoic are two entirely different concepts that some people want to conflate just to, so it fits their narrow worldview. And that's not what it's about at all. A true individual is when you can be independent and experience at the same time, love and bliss and inspiration and be happy and at the same time have an independent mind so that you can be competent and you can make money you can be good at work you can still have excellence in everything that you do because the mind is very important in order to achieve excellence but the difference is is that by realizing that you have a mind is different from saying, oh, I am the mind or I am only the mind. It's like, yes, you have the mind, but you also have a heart. You, there is inspiration of truth, but there's also something called love. And you can be connected to other people via empathy and you can feel aligned with the greater whole of the universe. And so being an individual is not to take away from any sense of interconnectivity or having an interconnectedness with the whole. No, it's just a form of awareness so that you are aware that, yes, I'm born as a human. I have a human body. 
and this is a gift of nature. Instead of throwing it away and saying, oh, I am not this or I am just a speck in the universe, you can look deeper within yourself and recognize, yes, I am a human and this body and this mind can be used as a force of nature for something much greater. I know some non-dualists and nihilists believe that there's nothing that can be known. And in my opinion, everything can and will be known. And this fact is an inevitable culmination of human evolution. Just like Star Wars, the Force has a commonality that can be accessed by everyone who attunes to it. And this brings me up to another point because I was, I was writing down a list of words because somebody on one of the chat slacks I was, I'm involved with mentioned the word surrender. And I have a, a bit of a problem with that word surrender, especially because even though it could be used in a positive context, like surrendering to God, I guess if you're going to surrender to any, anything, God would be the number one entity to surrender to. But even so, there's so much better words to use in speaking about having a relationship with the ultimate. Because whereas surrender could be used positively, it's also commonly associated with losing, with being a loser. It's like if you lost the war, what do you do? You surrender. And that is not the best approach it's not the best context, in my opinion, to start your relationship with a divine. And, and if you, even if you have a relationship right now, just surrendering is like, in a sense, absolving yourself of any personal responsibility and not recognizing the important role that you can also have. So let me give you some alternative words that I like to use when dealing with this concept of the absolute. Receptivity, acceptance, yoked. That means like you are yoked like a, an ox to it. Communion, union, connection, symbiosis, attunement. Now all of these words are not placing the concept of the absolute as above you, but it places you on more of a partnership level. Because in my opinion, the absolute wants to empower you. It wants you to be a force of nature. It wants you to use your mind and to use the skills that you have to its best ability and whatever skills they may be. You may be a chef, you may be a programmer, you may be a lawyer, you may be a doctor. Whatever path of life that you find yourself in, it's not a bad aspiration to pursue excellence. And there's nothing more excellent than the absolute, than the supreme. So let's go back again to the basic premise of today's talk, which is what is the best method to enlightenment? 
And what I will say is that it's not about method, but more about how you approach the method. There can be multiple methods that can be very effective. But if you approach the method in the wrong way, you're going to get mediocre results. For example, let's just use a basic breath method, which is when you are breathing, you are focusing on the corner of the breath, which is the place between the inhale and the exhale and the exhale and the inhale, and maybe pausing for a second between breaths. Now, if you're focusing on this breath technique and you're closing your eyes, but you have thoughts that say, oh, this is stupid, this is not going to work, well, guess what? Your results are not going to be as good. But if you sit down with the intent that what you are doing is sacred, that what you are doing is special, that you are about to approach your beloved, if you can regard if you're married and you love your wife, or if you're married and you love your husband, just imagine that this higher force of nature is better than your wife, better than your husband, and wants to have an unimaginable closeness and intimacy with you that exceeds even the best of all human relationships. In approaching your method of meditation and you have that mindset, guess what? That becomes much more of an invitation for higher experiences than anything else. So again, it's not about the method, but how you approach the method. Now, as far as methods that have worked for me, I just described one of them. Another one is to quiet the mind and to focus your mind into a pinpoint. I mean, these are very ancient methods. And if you want to get into other specific methods, there's, there's Kriya Yoga, there's different touch and sound meditations that can help you as well activate different energy centers in your body. But ultimately, the goal is about higher experience. And just to quote Swami Sivananda from India, he said, to experience the infinite requires infinite patience. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Patience means that you want to feel complete in every second of every day so that you're not placing one moment above another moment, but finding sacredness and bliss and amazingness in every moment. And that is the goal. And so when you're sitting down and you feel uncomfortable or you're being distracted by thoughts, you just regard your thoughts as like road signs driving past the road. You don't pay any attention to them. If this thought comes up, you let it go. And the intent is to go deeper. And by going deeper and by having this intent that you are embracing something incredibly sacred, your most beloved, that becomes the invitation and your mind becomes receptive to receive. And it's not about believing, but receiving. Anyway, I hope this talk was good for you. Until next time, I believe I've got another one lined up, episode 71. I'm probably going to record right after this one. So stay tuned. Until next time, bye-bye.